Welcome back to Be Great With Nate, the podcast that trains you to master your mind, body, and emotions to help you take complete control of your life. I'm your host, your coach, Nate Ortiz. I am enthusiastic about teaching you how to manage your health and mindset while you pursue your goals in life. My goal is to clear your confusion regarding the body, mind, and life itself. If you want to learn how to become the best version of yourself, then you're going to want to stick around. Welcome back to Be Great With Nate. In today's podcast, we're going to be talking about how nutrition specifically nutrition and lifestyle, but we're going to keep it kind of to nutrition and digestion on how it can influence your mental health. So as someone who has, you know, struggled with a lot of mood swings or mental health issues growing up, as far as like easily having depression, uh, like I said, mood swings from depression to anxiety really was my thing. Um, One of the things that had motivated me as a child and growing up was actually putting myself in a position where I started to learn even more about how, I mean, how nutrition influenced my mood. That's what really encouraged me to want to go to school for this and then graduate and become a nutritionist and become a holistic practitioner. So in today's podcast, I'm going to be bringing you through a couple steps and a couple things that basically how nutrition influences your mood and your mental health. Okay. So as I say these things, um, I would try my best to name some references that you can check some things out, possibly some supplements that you can go through with this. So you can put yourself in a better position when it comes down to improving your mental health. You know, if you've been listening to my podcast, you probably have an understanding that when I work with a client or when I'm trying to give you advice, it's very important to get clear on what you want in your life and get clear on exactly you know, why you're here, what's your legacy, what's your dream. But it's hard to actually get consistent with a dream or idea or your legacy if one day you have the motivation to do something and then the next day you find yourself not having the motivation and you're jumping back and forth. It creates you to have the inability to be consistent, persistent, organized. And these are like the top three, four things that you need in order to be a a success or become successful with your dream or your goal. So um, let's get into it. Um, As we get into it, I announced this before. I'm happy to announce it again. Um, We do have the Be Great Winate Academy where all courses that I offer are available. Uh, You join the community where you're able to connect with like-minded people and also ask me questions and update me and concerns and anything. You have your own basically feed, like how Facebook is. You have that a part of the community in the Be Great Winate Academy. And you are, it's only $27 a month. We'll have monthly meetings as well. We should have our first monthly meeting in the second week of February. I'm happy to announce we have 58 members, right? So that's pretty awesome. Appreciate everyone that is a member. Um, I appreciate it more than you know. And um, yeah, you can join today only for $27 a month. You can cancel at any time. And the goal is with the Be Great Nate Academy is for you to become the best version of yourself. A lot of people can't afford me one-on-one or another health practitioner one-on-one. So my goal was to put this academy together to be able to help people that need help that are on a budget, right? Or don't have a lot of thousands of dollars to hire coaches. So, um, and usually one of the common questions I get is, can you cancel anytime? Yes, you can. And can I put myself in a position where, how long should I be in the Be Great Renate Academy? And I tell clients all the time, as long as you feel like you need to be there, the goal is it's, it's there to help you. It's there to help you become the best version of yourself. So right now we have 12 full courses. We just uploaded 
the course last week on how to overcome adrenal fatigue and stress. So there's nine videos there for you and showing you how stress connects to the body, how it travels, how it can influence you to have compulsive spending. So everything from mind, body, and emotions, how stress affects you and what you can do about it. You can do, you get that. I'll leave the link in the description or you could go to begreatwithnate.com. And as soon as you go on the page, you can find Academy and you can find the Academy. So this episode is sponsored by yours truly, your boy, Be Great With Nate. So one of the first things I really want to get into when it comes down to how nutrition can affect your mental health and improve and um, have influence on your mental health and your mood is number one is going, I, I described this on Instagram yesterday. I made an Instagram story and I talked about the importance of your stomach, uh, hydrochloric acid and protein. And I'm just going to break this down for you. Okay. What I see a lot with clients is this, you could run into a client that has insomnia, GERD, um, digestive issues, brittle nails, hair getting thin and easily about to fall out, sugar cravings all day, fatigue, anxiety. I said sleep insomnia already, but sweating in the sleep can be another one. I'm just listing these things off the top of my head. I'm, I'm playing the, the, the symptoms in my head that I usually see. <clears throat> and then you're going to have issues with your skin. And the list goes on. And usually what you start to see is this. A person can go, you know, talk about how they have GERD or heartburn or anything wrong with indigestion. They start taking something over the counter first from the store to help them with their acid reflex. And then they notice they feel a little relief from that. And then they can go deeper by going on a proton inhibitor or something that um, signals too much stomach acid. They take supplements or medication to lower the stomach acid. Here's a big, big problem that usually happens with that. Now the person goes to eat protein and now or any meat and the person feels ill, feels tired, feels fatigued, has like low mood. Um, adrenal fatigue, anytime they um, try to eat, you know, they can walk around like that in general, but usually they start to eliminate meat. Sometimes they can find themselves being pulled to information how meat is bad for you. And then they can feel like they can relate to it because they feel like, you know, they feel really bad after eating meat. So then they take on a plant-based plant diet or something that they eliminate a lot of meat. The list goes on. But what happens is this, when I run into a client that has this, I have to educate this client on the importance of stomach acid. There's a book called Why Stomach Acid is Good for You. I'll leave a link of book references down below in the Amazon store. So you can, anytime I make these podcasts, I'll try to remember to put those book references down below. So you don't have to, if you're driving, you don't have to try to replay this and or write it down and try to figure out what the name of these references are. But there's a book called Why Stomach Acid is Good for You. And the doctor in his book describes his experience, I think for like 20 or 30 years of being a, a medical doctor on how he came across 90% of people that had GERD and indigestion and issues with their stomach were not producing enough stomach acid but they get misdiagnosed on how they're producing too much stomach acid, which then puts them in a situation where they go and they start to 
they can't break down protein now. They start going on um, proton inhibitors or antiacids. And now the more that you diminish your, your stomach acid, the less likely you are to break down protein. Okay. So what happens is this, if you're not producing enough stomach acid, then you're not breaking down protein. You're not breaking down protein. Protein gets broken down by hydrochloric acid. Hydrochloric acid takes the macronutrient protein into amino acids and micronutrients. So usually you'll find a person have issues with vitamin B. So this can be B12, all vitamin Bs. And this is not a good thing because if you stop and you go do research on the importance of vitamin B5 in your adrenals and stress, it's very important. One of the micronutrients or nutrition that feeds your stress and your sex hormones is going to be vitamin B5. The more stressed that a person is, the more that their progesterone is going to steal B5 and cholesterol from pronetolone. So the more stressed that you are, the more demand your body's going to need for vitamin B5 for stress. If a person is not breaking down protein correctly, then they are going to be very sensitive to stress, extremely sensitive to stress, which then can give you things like anxiety, nervousness, irritability, fatigue, etc. So as you can see already, how this can influence your mental health and your mood, okay? Now, we know that vitamin B12 is responsible for a lot of things like energy production and things of that nature as well. So that's why we call it the vitamin B complex. Multiple vitamin Bs get affected when a person is not breaking down protein correctly. Now, the, one of the reasons why you feel ill, you feel sick after eating protein, if you're not producing enough stomach acid, is because now protein is not being digested or assimilated correctly. So anytime you eat a food, you want to be able to digest it, assimilate, and eliminate it properly. If one of those are out of balance, then it's going to create some type of dysfunction with digestion and your your mood and your energy and your assimilation of the nutrition that comes with it, okay? So vitamin B is going to be one of the deficiencies that this person is going to have. They have a high chance of having vitamin, I mean, zinc deficiency as well. If you look up where you can get a lot of, most of your zinc from, it's going to be animal protein. Iron and magnesium. So we got to look for vitamin B, zinc, iron, and magnesium deficiencies in a person that's not producing enough stomach acid. If you stop and you go do research on vitamin B deficiency symptoms, zinc deficiency symptoms, iron deficiency symptoms, magnesium deficiency symptoms, all of them are going to have mental, some type of mental health dysfunction associated with it. Okay. So it is very true that you can, you, I'm not saying that you can, you can't be a vegan or vegetarian and have, and have, you know, you just be just fine, right? That's not my goal of this podcast to try to make, change your belief on that. My goal of this information is to tell you, hey, listen, if the reason why you gave up meat is because you're not feeling well after eating it, and then one of the reasons why you're having issues when it comes down to still having issues even after taking out meat and you're trying to supplement and this things is just complicated for you, this may be the reason why. I don't run into a client that has these issues that we don't fix by 
rebuilding the hydrochloric acid, rebuilding their ability to digest and assimilate protein. Most of my clients that come to me, I fix this. Sometimes you can run into a vegan that was vegan for the last five years, 10 years, 15 years. And what we do, we do everything possible to help them break down plant-based protein. But when a person has digestive issues, it's, it's not easy to break down plant protein. I hate to say it. That doesn't mean you can't. That doesn't mean it's impossible. That doesn't mean any of that. But I'm saying usually it takes a strong digestion or optimize uh, um, a, digest, a digestive system that is optimized to be able to do so. Now, if you're not having any problems with digestion, energy issues, fatigue issues, stress issues, um, anxiety, and even depression, then you 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 should be fine, you, right? Like, don't change something that's working for you. But if you stop and you go put protein deficiency in depression and go look up research studies, there's a lot to support that if a person is not getting enough protein, they have a high chance of having depression. Okay. All right. So that's the first thing right there is the, the number one, eating enough protein, but number two, making sure you're digesting, assimilating, and eliminating protein correctly. So one of the things a person can do is start to increase their hydrochloric acid. There's many different methods you can do so. Um, you can supplement with hydrochloric acid supplements. You can find them in, on Amazon or Whole Foods. Like I said, I'll leave a link of uh, the books and supplements and things like that. It would just be my Amazon store. Everything should be there. I try my best to put everything there. Um, you can you can start taking a tablespoon of hydrochloric acid. I mean, sorry, of um, apple cider vinegar, putting in eight ounces of water, mixing it in, drinking it, eat your meat. After eating the meat, do it again. One tablespoon and eight ounces of water, mix it in, drink it. Start to see if you start to feel better. Start to see if you notice an improvement or a difference. If you do, then, you know, that's a sign that we may need to increase hydrochloric acid. What I like to do with clients is anytime we increase or work on improving hydrochloric acid, we also make sure that we're increasing digestive enzymes. So, um, I'll say start off simply just by trying to increase your hydrochloric acid. Another trick you can do, take a lemon, cut it in half, squeeze it into eight ounces of water, drink it, take the other half of the lemon after, squeeze it into eight ounces of water and drink it. If you start feeling better after eating meat, if you start feeling more energy, more clear-mindedness, not foggy brain or brain fog is what they call it, uh, not fatigue. These are signs that you may need to improve your hydrochloric acid and, pro and um, digestive enzymes. And the last trick you can do, um, if you know, if you if you're just in a position where you're trying your best to um, keep things simple, you could take pineapples, dice up pineapples while you eat meat. Pineapples are acidic and they also have an enzyme that helps you break down meat and protein. So um, see if that helps. Okay, so the next one's going to be if you're in the Northeast, if you have any liver issues or gallbladder issues, be aware of vitamin D deficiency. A vitamin D deficiency can bring you low mood, depressed mood, low energy, fatigue, etc. Um, one of the reasons why um, we get a lot of vitamin D from the sun, but 
you know, if you continue to research vitamin D, there's arguments right now that vitamin D is more of a hormone than it is a vitamin. Um, but vitamin D, especially in the Northeast, right? If we're in the Northeast right now, this is my first time being in the Northeast in almost three years and not getting any sun. I can feel the effects of that at times. So I supplement with a vitamin D3 supplement um, due to the fact that I'm not getting enough sunshine. So if you are in the Northeast or if you're in a, in a, in a part of the world that you're not getting enough sunlight, then you, you should look into and see if you did a blood test with your doctor, your naturopathic doctor to see if you have low vitamin D. But you can look up vitamin D deficiencies and you can see uh, if you can correlate with that. And then if you start supplementing with a vitamin D3 and you start feeling better, um, that's huge. That's going to be huge. You know what I would do? I'm going to leave a link down below of a podcast episode um, that you can learn a lot about vitamin D3. Um, there's a doctor who I came across who had overcame colitis, um, fatigue issues, um, being overweight and obese, and he contributes and credits all that to vitamin D3. And um, usually when you run into these type of people that just, you know, glorify one supplement, you kind of kind of be careful with them a little bit, but he makes a lot of valid points and he he's someone who's a, who experienced everything and got the results from it. So he's a practitioner of it. He's very educated too. So um, I'll link that down below for you. Hopefully that can help you out. So vitamin D3, I mean, vitamin D is going to be one thing in your nutrition or macronutrient that's a part of your nutrition that can help you improve your mood and, and help you with your mental health. Okay, so the next one, you, you probably know this one's coming. This is one of my favorite ones. And I'm possibly, I'm possibly going to be writing, I have to make like an ebook about this. And then I'm dedicating a lot of time. Um, this is already in the Be Great Renate Academy. We learned about this one that I'm about to, all of these in the Be Great Renate Academy broken down and showed you, you know, there's a course on digestion in the Be Great Renate Academy. So you can learn a lot about this. And, and there's a nutrition course too. But in a blood sugar imbalance or unstable blood sugar, listen to me. I can't tell you how many people I've run into that I work with that has blood sugar imbalance. I work with a lot of people around the world. Most of them are having blood sugar issues. Blood sugar issues will create adrenal issues, which are stress. Blood sugar issues will create weight gain. Blood sugar issues will create anxiety and depression. You'll be swinging between both. Blood sugar issues will create thyroid issues. Blood sugar issues will create digestive issues. You see where I'm going with this? And blood sugar issues contribute to a lot of issues in the body. So when your blood sugar goes up, we call that hyperglycemia. And then when it, the higher it goes or the faster it spikes, the faster it drops. And that's called hypoglycemia. And if you look up the symptoms of being hypoglycemic, there are things of being irritable, shaky, nervousness, um, hungry, stress, dry mouth, you're going to start peeing a lot because your body's going to get rid of a lot of extra glucose. The higher, the more glucose you put in the body and the more your body can't deal with it, the more likely it's going to try to pee it out, urinate it, which then will make you thirsty. Um, <clears throat> then you stress out the adrenals, the adrenals, and then you create issues with the with your electrolytes. So you can start craving salt. 
but then since your blood sugar dropped, your body's going to crave sugar. The list goes on. So what happens with this, it creates issues. Since it swings up, it can give you anxiety and overwhelm the body, especially after eating. And then when it drops, it gives you fatigue. So just imagine if you mentally want to go into work and you're trying to progress in your work field. And at one moment you have anxiety and you feel overwhelmed to do things that used to be simple for you that are now difficult for you. And then the next moment you just have no energy to do the work. Then you're going to start thinking something is wrong with you personally or mentally, but you have to find that when I work with clients that have those symptoms, how much that's affecting their mental health. Because since one moment you're getting anxiety and it's overwhelming you, the next moment you have no energy and you, your attention disorder goes all through the roof. Now the ability to be consistent with work decreases. Lack of consistency creates doubt and confidence issues, which then create lack of habit, which then never becomes subconscious for you to be able to do things that should be simple. And then the list adds on. So then the more adult responsibility you get, the more stress you put on the body, the more anxiety you put, the harder the fatigue hits. And it's just, it's just a nasty cycle. So I can't explain to you how many people I've run into with blood sugar issues. Um, I'm someone who has blood sugar issues myself. I'm 6'3". I'm a big dude. I was a Division One athlete. And my whole life, <clears throat> I could not. Until I got into like my 20s, I started to notice this. And as soon as I start to balance my blood sugar, my anxiety, I, I had anxiety disorder. I told you this in the last couple of episodes. Like I struggled with being stuck in fight or flight and having anxiety. And as soon as I started to stabilize this blood sugar, my life completely changes. But I'm telling you right now, before this podcast, if I eat a banana, I'm not going to be able to do this podcast today. And if I do... I'm going to need a cup of coffee to help me get back. And then I'm going to have a lot of anxiety, which then can increase the chances of me not flowing correctly, which then I don't want to do the podcast. And if I don't do the podcast and I'll stay consistent, then my podcast doesn't consistently grow like it's been consistently growing. <clears throat> so as you can see, there's a consequence to the lack of repetition towards my dream. So if you're out there and you have a dream, if you have a goal and you notice that, you know, things aren't going the way you want it to go, stop and look at what you're doing. Stop and look at what's going on subconsciously. Sometimes we get so hard on us and we just point the finger at us, but we don't understand that we're just reacting to what's going on biologically in our body. So I have many podcasts on how to balance out your blood sugar. And things in that nature. And I have many podcasts that break down each of these, if I'm not mistaken, the things that I'm going to tell you today. But one of the first steps you can do is start eating low glycemic carbohydrates. If you go look up what low glycemic carbohydrates is, um, you can start eating that. Secondly, what you can start doing is making sure that you eat enough protein with each meal. Protein helps stabilize blood sugar, especially when you have protein mixed in with fat. So what that looks like is this. I had, before I started my day this morning, sometimes if my body wants an early meal, what I would do is I'll start it off with a protein shake. I'll have a collagen, uh, I'll have 30 grams of collagen, uh, 30 grams of protein of collagen. Then I'll have some type of coconut milk or some type of milk 
that has no preservatives and no BS in it. Then I cut up an, um, a avocado and I put an avocado in there. Avocado has a lot of good fat in it and good fiber that feeds a good bacteria in your stomach. And I only put a half a serving of frozen strawberries, which only give me seven grams of carbs. So I have 30 grams of protein, about um, 15 grams of fat and seven grams of carbs. My portion of fat and protein combined it together makes up majority of my macronutrients. So those strawberries, they're not going to affect my blood sugar as much because the protein and fat over-dominate that macronutrient as far as how much I have of it, which then keeps my blood sugar nice and stable. Okay? So that's what I had as my first meal. Then I'll come here. I'll make a podcast. And then after this... I immediately I'm going to the gym and then I have clients and then I have content. So there's a busy day. So for me to be able to be consistent with pushing content, pushing podcasts, working with clients, doing paperwork, doing the Be Great Renate Academy. We have a workshop that's coming up uh, at the end of this month. The workshop is fully booked. We have people coming in from all over the world. We have 12 people coming in. We're super excited. But now we have more people applying so we're thinking about doing another one in March. If we do that, I would announce that on the podcast. So there's so much that I have to do. What are you doing? How much do you have on your plate? And do you have the proper energy to be able to sustain these things? And that's why your nutrition is important because you're gonna most of the people that come to see me, sometimes people that apply to work with me, I get on a Zoom call with them to, to do an interview to see if they're a good fit. And sometimes I say, hey, listen, your main thing right now, you're giving me all blood sugar issues. You go out there. Here's some references. Here's some of my work. Go watch these things. Update me in 30 days. If you still need help, then we can work together. But if you get improvements, which you should, if you follow this protocol, you should be fine. I do that a lot. Sometimes you see one thing that's wrong with a person with their nutrition. You're like, hey, listen. Go go try this first. Now you get people that do it, they feel great, but they still need coaching and they need they still need other things like life coaching and career coaching, <clears throat> rehab with their lower back from bloating or whatever the case may be, and just other things they want to accomplish. But I'm saying this to say to you, and I'm making it, a, a, I'm connecting stories to this because I'm telling you right now, I can't tell you how many people I come across that have blood sugar issues. Blood sugar issues cause hypoglycemia causes the production of cortisol and fight or flight. Fight or flight turns off digestion. If you turn off your digestion, you can't break down protein now. So usually you see a person that has protein. I mean, the blood sugar issues end up having issues with digesting protein. <clears throat> and what did I tell you? One of the things that help you stabilize protein, I mean, a blood sugar is protein. So <clears throat> that's how you stabilize your protein. The next one is, if you're someone that has liver or or gallbladder issues, be aware of that. When a person has liver or gallbladder issues, the liver produces something called bile. Bile gets stored in the gallbladder. If the liver is injured or has non-alcoholic fatty liver or something's wrong with the liver, some type of dysfunction, usually the more belly fat you have, the higher chance that you may have some fatty liver going on non-alcoholic fatty liver. It's called metabolic syndrome. 
Anytime the liver is not working, you get two big things. Number one, you're not producing enough bile. Bile is responsible to digest and assimilate fat-soluble vitamins from your nutrition. Vitamin A, vitamin K, vitamin D, and vitamin E. So if a person is having a deficiency in any of those, and that connects right back to the vitamin D situation, even if you're getting enough sun, then you have to see if you have anything wrong with your liver or gallbladder. When a person is not producing enough bile, you can run into a couple of things. Number one, you can run into more of a pale or light-colored poop. That can also be associated with not having enough lipase, which is a digestive enzyme produced by the pancreas. Um, but bile usually helps the poop turn brown along with bacteria. Number two, you get those fat-soluble vitamin deficiencies, which can influence and create issues with your mood big time. So go look up vitamin D deficiency or vitamin A, K, or E deficiencies. You not only see mood or low energy, but you also see things with your skin um, and your hormones. Your hormones have an effect on your mood. <clears throat> Excuse me. So num the next thing that if you have any issue with the liver is you'll have issues with detoxifying the liver. One of the great jobs of the liver is to help you detoxify the body toxins, right? Helps you detoxify toxins. The liver has two stages of detoxification. And that's why it's important to have green leafy vegetables in your diet. Cause one of them need more things from green leafy vegetables like broccoli and cauliflower. And then the next one, cauliflower is not green, right? But, vegetables. And then the next one is uh, stage two needs a lot of support from a lot of vitamin B, which you can find the, and a lot of the things needed for stage two in healthy meat. When I say healthy meat, I mean wild caught fish, not farm raised, grass fed beef, not conventional beef, etc. So if a person is not detoxifying correctly, then they can walk around with something we like to call dirty blood. Dirty blood comes out to just be too many toxins in the blood. Now, if you look up what happens when the body gets too many toxins or a toxin that's hard for the liver to, to detoxify, what your body would do is actually store those toxins in adipose tissue, which is your fat cell. And when you store it in your fat cell, if you're someone right now that's trying to lose weight and you notice that when you fast or when you are losing weight, you start feeling nauseous, you have weird bowel movements, your stomach hurts, you feel lightheaded. These things may be toxins that now are using, because remember, if you're burning body fat for energy, you're releasing those toxins. So one of the best things you can do when you're dieting is making sure that you have the right nutrition to help you detoxify, which are usually going to be green leafy vegetables and a healthy meat. Um, making sure you inc incorporate that during the day. So if you have any liver or gallbladder issues, it can cause bile deficiency, and it can also cause issues with detoxifying. When a person has issues with detoxifying, they get fatigue. That's in brain fog. Those are the top two right there. Um, and what you can do is start cleaning up your nutrition for that, number one. Number two, if you have me metabolic syndrome or insulin resistance and you're storing a lot of belly fat and you have a fatty liver, a non-alcoholic fatty liver, or you're, you know, you have some type of dysfunction with your liver, 
it may be wise to control that blood sugar and lose some weight. Um, that would help with the liver. Um, a supplement that can help with um, detoxifying is milk thistle, or as some people say thistle. Uh, Yogi detox tea, something you can sip on to help you. Uh, usually, when a client's having um, bad uh, die-off symptoms from like fungi or or toxins or anything, we we increase the nutrition and we also assist it with probably like a tea or some type of supplement. Depends on the symptoms. Now, if you're someone that's having bile issues, if you look up Doctor Berg B E R G. And you put bile deficiency on YouTube. He does a really good job of breaking down what happens if you're not producing enough bile. One thing um, that I've noticed and some some people, some clients I know that notice an improvement that weren't proven, I mean, um, producing enough bile is taking a supplement called Ox Bile. And like I said, everything's going to be in the Amazon store. It should be under my supplements. That usually helps you if you are not producing enough bile. Now, I know one of the things that someone's going to ask is say, yo, what happens if I have my gallbladder taken out? Go to Dr. Berg's videos and put gallbladder taken out or lack of bile, and you'll learn appropriate steps that you can do. Okay, so the next one's going to be fungus and, and, and candida, which is a fungus in or yeast infection in the digestive tract. When a person has a fungal infection, fungal infection can be candida, ringworm, jock edge, athlete's foot, etc. They can get a lot of different things. One of the first things you're going to you can see is that usually when people have a fungal infection, they have low vitamin B. They have blood sugar disruption. Fungi love blood sugar. They love sugar. Increased fatigue, increased depression and brain fog. My reference for this, and there's a lot more symptoms, by the way, but I'm naming the ones that influence your, your mood and your, your mental health. There's a book called The Fungus Link, one of the best books I've ever come across and one of the books that I have to um, recommend for 90% of my clients. In the book, uh, Doug Hoffman brings in multiple doctors to help him support his research on showing how fungi causes Issues with depression, brain fog, fatigue, joint aching and popping, uh, digestive issues like IBS and IBD, uh, 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 yeast infections, UTIs, multiple different things. And um, so, yeah, you can go check that out. But when a person has a fungal infection and I have to coach them with the fungal infection, usually there's a lot of association with everything that I said above. So... If a person is not producing enough hydrochloric acid, then you have undigested protein going to the small intestines. Now you have bugs that eat the food for you, right? So that can cause your fungal infection. If someone has unstable blood sugar and can't stabilize their blood sugar and they think, oh, I went to the doctor and he said I'm not diabetic, but I still have all the symptoms as a as someone who has insulin resistance and my doctor says I should be fine, um, you can run into the, a position that you know, you can start creating more issues for yourself. So what I tell people all the time is, hey, look, we don't want to, you know, you want to listen to your doctor. You want to listen to the, you know, the advice they give you. It's awesome. Right. But we want to avoid getting things. So for an example, when I went to the, when I went to my doctor, 
um, I did my A1C last year and it was at 5.5 or 5.6. So I'm not, I, I was, I think pre-diabetes at the time, because it changes, but pre-diabetes, A1C is your last three months of your average blood glucose. My A1C was at 5.5 or 5.6. And I think since I didn't have 5.7, I believe I wasn't a pre-diabetic. But I had every symptom of a pre-diabetic. He's, oh, you're not a pre-diabetic. You're fine. You're close. Just be careful. I'm like, so I had to start taking on the protocol of as if I were ready so I can avoid becoming it. You see what I'm saying? So we call it the bell curve. It's You didn't hit those numbers yet, but you're close to it or you're in between symptoms of it. Just be careful. Now, as someone, I said this earlier, someone who's 6'3", a Division One athlete, and extremely active, I did it all. I went and got the degree behind movement science, strength and conditioning, nutrition, and physical therapy. I learned that it's all about calories in, calories out. I learned it, but I never was able to lose the weight anytime I have carbs in my body. I can sound like a conspiracy theorist. I could do whatever you want. But what I have come to find out, you look up Dr. Jason Fung and a lot of different doctors, Dr. Eric Berg, a lot of great doctors out there who have come across research that's not being promoted enough about some people just have insulin resistance and blood sugar. If you have blood sugar issues, the chances of you going to exercise decrease because you're going to be tired. You have blood sugar issues, it's going to be extremely hard for you to stay in a caloric deficit. So anytime I get a client that can't lose weight, my number one question is why? You can If you run into someone who just wasn't educated enough on tracking macronutrients, that's cool. But let me tell you something. Usually you run into people like that that have been pretty lean their whole life and they gain a little bit of weight and as soon as they start counting calories, they're good. But most people have weight issues, especially if you have weight issues your whole life or out of nowhere when you got 30, 40, 50 years old and you just can't get the weight off. Welcome, my friend. Welcome. Now you have to look at the hormones. The more you control your hormones, the more you'll be able to be in a caloric deficit. But just telling someone to be in a caloric deficit and lose weight without actually educating on why they're tired, why they're hungry all the time, why they can't sleep, is it, we're misguiding people. So I say that to say, fun guy, usually are your teachers. They show up when you're out of balance. They show up if you have dysbiosis, which is more bad bacteria than good. They show up if you're eating too many carbohydrates that you can't handle. They show up if you're not digesting and assimilating some foods because of lack of hydrochloric acid or or uh, or or anything that you're just you're intolerant to they'll eat for you as well so fungus and candina is one of those that you can go look up the book the fungus link i left the link down below for you um and the the author is amazing his name is doug kaufman now then the next one's going to be dysbiosis which i just mentioned along with fungus dysbiosis if you look up dysbiosis and mental health you'll come across um it contributes towards depression, anxiety. There's a lot of research that back that up. There's many different reasons. Dysbiosis is more bad bugs than good. So when we have good bacteria called microbiome, good microbiome in our digestive tract, and they eat, they release, um, they, they have a chance of releasing, uh, increasing your dopamine and serotonin levels, which are good for mental health. Um, they decrease inflammation. 
and, and they improve digestion. When you have an opposite of that, you have more bad bugs than good due to antibiotics, due to dental fillings um, or heavy metals that can diminish your good bugs in your stomach due to eating the wrong diet and, and having a wrong lifestyle. Um, dysbiosis comes to be put you in a position where it can contribute towards depression, anxiety due to the increase of inflammation, decrease of serotonin levels and dopamine levels and many more things. So you can go look up dysbiosis. So one of the things you're going to want to do is improve your gut microbiome. One of the ways you can do that is improving probiotics and prebiotics, both, not just prebiotics, pro and prebiotics. Probiotic are the bugs itself. Prebiotics are things that feed the bugs. Um, you can also um, watch out for anything that you have that causes inflammation and intolerances because that it'll be a longer journey for you to recover. And um, yeah, I think I have a lot of I have a lot of material if you've been listening to the Be Great Name podcast that goes through dysbiosis. I, I have one that's about IBS or IBD and things that, and fungal infections. I have a whole podcast on that. You can go check those out. That can help you more. And then the last one is just overall malnutrition. And there's other things that come down to that. So number one is going to be all the things I've named above. Number two is going to be celiac disease, something that I have. Celiac disease is no joke. If I eat gluten, immediately my mental health goes down the drain. I didn't know I had celiac disease until I was in my 20s. My whole life I dealt with fungal infections, blood sugar issues, and celiac. So no wonder why I was having a lot of you know learning disabilities and mood swings and things of that nature. Uh, so celiac is one of them. Leaky gut is another one. Parasites. I just want to throw that in there. Um, I don't talk so much on parasites because usually when a person has a parasite, they usually have a fungal infection. And if you help them overcome a fungus, usually that can help overcome parasite. Um, but I think I don't talk about it so much. It's very real. But my my goal is to, if we can get the body back to homeostasis and overcome a fungal infection, the immune system can be in a position to help you overcome a parasite. Unless you just came from a third world country and you have like a dangerous parasite that you need to go see a, a professional to help you um, get rid of. Parasites are, are something that can cause malnutrition. And the lack of enzymes. If a person doesn't, if a person's pancreas is not producing or having issues that's inflamed and um, usually you can find people with blood sugar issues and insulin resistance have issues with producing enough enzymes because those are all coming from or responsible from the pancreas itself. Insulin is produced by the pancreas. So if insulin is caught, you, there's a bunch of issues there or there's a gall, you can look this up. If you have gallstones or gallbladder issues or liver issues, you can contribute to creating issues with the pancreas because the gallbladder and the pancreas share a duct together. Um, which then you can back up the pancreas from producing its own enzymes. And then the enzymes can be overwhelming and cause inflammation with the pancreas. So you can do more research on that and you'll learn, you'll learn a lot about that. Um, and then, yeah, so I kept it to that because I didn't want to overwhelm you with too much information today. But as you can see, your nutrition and your lifestyle have a huge influence on your mental health and your mood. So if you find anything that correlated with you and you, 
you take the step to, you know, go to the references or continue to do your research. I hope these things help you. Um, if you're someone that is finding these helpful and you need a little more, like I said to you, I have other podcast episodes that you can go to. Um, I also have the Be Great With Nate Academy that you can go into. And usually I try my best to make courses that cover multiple things because you'll see symptoms, multiple symptoms come from usually one real root cause. You can see how many symptoms come from not breaking down protein correctly, right? So on the Be Great Need Academy, we're also going to be throwing in, we'll be throughout this year, there'll be 12 to 15 courses added. So each month you should see a course go up or two courses go up. So it's nonstop learning. And um, I hope that helps. I hope that this podcast has brought you some some type of awareness. If you're not on the email list on the Be Great With Nate tribe, you can join my tribe. I'll leave a description down below to stay updated with motivation, health tips, and things like that via email. And yeah, if you don't follow me on TikTok, you can follow me on TikTok on Be Great With Nate. Uh, Instagram, Be Great With Nate. And uh, thank you for being here. You could have been else anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me. And I appreciate that. Peace. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope the show gave you valuable information. If you did, take a screenshot, post it on social media, like your Instagram story or someone on your social and tag me. I will definitely get back to you. I really appreciate the love. Or you can easily just leave a rating or a review if you have the time. You don't understand how much those little things right there help me push this show to get more people like you to listen. If you want more Be Great With Nate, you can head over to BeGreatWithNate.com and I'll meet you there. Until next time, peace.